bestbookbits.com presents The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. First published in 1925, this book has inspired thousands of people around the world to find a sense of purpose and belonging. It asserts that life is not a battle, but a game of giving and receiving, and that whatever we send out in the world will eventually be returned to us. This little book will help you discover how your mind and its imagining faculties play leading roles in the game of life. By studying and practicing the principles laid down in this book, one may find prosperity, solve problems, have better health, achieve personal relations in a word, win the game of life. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of The Game of Life and How to Play It. Chapter 1, The Game. Most people consider life a battle, but it is not a battle, it is a game. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. This means that whatever man sends out in word or deed will return to him. What he gives, he will receive. This means that what man images sooner or later externalizes in his affairs. To play successfully the game of life, we must train the imagining faculty. A person with an imaginarian faculty trained to image only good brings into his life every righteous desire of his heart. Health, wealth, love, friends, perfect self-expression, his highest ideals. There are three departments of the mind, the subconscious, conscious, and superconscious. The subconscious is simply power without direction. It is like steam or electricity, and it does what is it's directed to do. It has no power of induction. Whatever man feels freely, deeply, or images clearly is impressed upon the subconscious mind and carried out in the minutest detail. There is a place that you are to find and no one else can fill, something you are to do which no one else can do. The subconscious mind has no sense of humor and people often joke themselves into unhappy experiences. People often joke themselves into unhappy experiences. There is always plenty on man's pathway, but it, it can only be brought into manifestation through desire, faith, or the spoken word. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find it. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Matthew 7, 7. Nothing stands between man and his highest ideals and every desire of his heart but doubt and fear. When man can wish without worrying, every desire will be instantly fulfilled. It is a man's only enemy, fear of lack, fear of failure, fear of sickness, fear of loss, and a feeling of insecurity on some plane. Jesus Christ said, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Matthew 8.26 The object of the game of life is to see clearly one's good and to liberate all mental pictures of evil. The subconscious mind, it is man's faithful servant, but one must be careful to give it the right orders. Man has ever a silent listener at his side, his subconscious mind. Every thought, every word is impressed upon it and carried out in amazing detail. And chapter 2, The Law of Prosperity. Words and thoughts are a tremendous vibratory force, ever molding man's body and affairs. All things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. You must act as is if you had already received. You must act as if you had already received. 
Man can only receive what he sees himself receiving. Every great work, every big accomplishment has been brought into manifestation through holding to the vision. No man can fail if some one person sees him successful. In chapter 3, the power of the word. A person knowing the power of the word becomes very careful of his conversation. If one is willing to do a thing he is afraid to do, he does not have to. It is the law of non-resistance, which is so little understood. Someone has said that courage contains genius and magic. Face a situation fearlessly, and there is no situation to face. It falls away on its own weight. Fear attracted the thing, and fearlessness removed it. Thus, the invisible forces are ever working for man who is always pulling the strings himself, though he does not know it. Owing to the vibratory power of words, whatever man voices, he begins to attract. Whatever man voices, he begins to attract. People who continually speak of disease inevitably attract it. The metaphysician knows that all diseases have a mental correspondence, and in order to heal the body, one must first heal the soul. Any inharmony on the external indicates there is mental inharmony. As the within, so the without. Man's only enemies are within himself, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that they curse you. Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which spitefully use you and persecute you. Goodwill produces a great aura of protection about the one who sends it, and no weapon that is formed against him shall prosper. In other words, love and goodwill destroy the enemies with one's self. Therefore, one has no enemies on the external. There is peace on earth for him who sends goodwill to man. And chapter 4, the law of non-resistance. Nothing on earth can resist an absolutely non-resistant person. The Chinese say that water is the most powerful element because it is perfectly non-resistant. It can wear away rock and sweep all before it. Man's soul is his subconscious mind, and whatever he feels deeply, good or bad, is outpictured by that faithful servant. His body and affairs show forth what he has been picturing. The sick man has pictured sickness, the poor man poverty, the rich man wealth. If you do not run your subconscious mind yourself, someone else will run it for you. Resistance is hell, for it places man in a state of torment. Bless your enemy, and you rob him of his ammunition. His arrows will be transmuted into blessings. So long as the man resists the situation, he will have it with him. If he runs away from it, it will run after him. The inharmonious situation comes from some inharmony within man himself. When there is in him no emotional response to an inharmonious situation, it fades away forever from his pathway. Life is a mirror, and we find only ourselves reflected in our associations. Living in the past is a failure method and a violation of spiritual law. Living in the past is a failure method and a violation of spiritual law. The robbers of time are the past and the future. Man should bless the past and forget it. If it keeps him in bondage and bless the future, knowing it has in store for him endless joys, but live fully in the now. Make an affirmation immediately upon waking. 
make an affirmation immediately upon waking. For example, Thy will be done this day. Today is a day of contemplation. I give thanks for the perfect day. Miracles shall follow miracle, and wonders shall never cease. Make this a habit, and one will see wonders and miracles come into his life. And chapter 5, The Law of Karma and the Law of Forgiveness. Man receives only that which he gives. The game of life is a game of boomerangs. Man's thoughts, deeds, and words return to him sooner or later with astounding accuracy. This is the law of karma, which is Sanskrit for come back. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If he desires riches, he must be rich first in consciousness. If he desires riches, he must be rich first in consciousness. According to your faith, be it unto you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For faith holds the vision steady, and the adverse pictures are dissolved and dissipated. And in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. Chapter 6. Casting the Burden, Impressing the Subconscious when man knows his own powers and the workings of his mind, his great desire is to find an easy and quick way to impress the subconscious with good, for simply an intellectual knowledge of the truth will not bring results. Instead of repeating the affirmation, I cast this burden on Christ within and go free. The vision clears and with it a feeling of relief and sooner or later comes the manifestation of good, be it health, happiness or supply. In order to impress the subconscious, active faith is always essential. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. The subconscious is often impressed through music. Music has a fourth dimensional quality and releases the soul from imprisonment. It makes wonderful things seem possible and easy of accomplishment. The student must remember also not to despise the day of small things. Continually make believe impress the subconscious if one makes believe he is rich and makes believe he is successful in due time he will reap there is no peace or happiness for man until he has erased all fear from the subconscious fear is misdirected energy and must be redirected or transmuted into faith man should watch himself hourly to detect if his motive for action is faith or fear and chapter 7 love Love one another. Love is a cosmic phenomenon and opens to man the fourth dimensional world, the world of the wondrous. Real love is selfless and free from fear. It pours itself out upon the object of its affection without demanding any return. Its joy is in the joy of giving. Love is God in manifestation and the strongest magnetic force in the universe. Pure, unselfish love draws to itself its own. It does not need to seek or demand. You can never receive what you have never given. You can never receive what you have never given. Give a perfect love and you will receive a perfect love. A brotherhood in India who never said good morning to each other, they used the words, I salute the divinity in you. They saluted the divinity in every man and in the wild animals in the jungles and they were never harmed for they saw only God in every living thing. No man is your enemy, and no man is your friend. Every man is your teacher. Suffering is not necessary for man's development. It is the result of violation of spiritual law.
No man is a success in business unless he loves his work. No man can attract money if he despises it. Many people are kept in poverty by saying, Money means nothing to me, and I have a contempt for people who have it. Attitude of mind separates man from his supply. He must be in harmony with a thing in order to attract it. He must be in harmony with a thing in order to attract it. Follow the path of love, and all things are added, for God is love, and God is supply. Follow the path of selfishness and greed, and the supply vanishes, and man is separated from it. All disease, all unhappiness, comes from the violation of the law of love. Chapter 8. Intuition or Guidance There is nothing too great of accomplishment for the man who knows the power of his word and who follows his intuitive leads. Ask and ye shall receive. Man must make nigh to you. Giving opens the way for receiving. Giving opens the way for receiving. In order to create activity in finances, one should give. Tithing or giving one-tenth of one income is an old Jewish custom and is sure to bring increase. Many of the richest men in the country have been tithers, and I have never known it to fail as an investment. This attitude of mine makes man master of money. It is his to obey, and his spoken word then opens vast reservoirs of wealth. Man himself limits his supply by his limited vision. Sometimes a student has a great realization of wealth, but he is afraid to act. The vision and action must go hand in hand. Intuition is a spiritual faculty and does not explain, but simply points the way. Jesus Christ said, Condemn not, lest ye also be condemned. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Many people have attracted disease and unhappiness through condemnation of others. What a man condemns in others, he attracts to himself. What man condemns in others, he attracts to himself. Man picks up a live wire whenever he criticizes or condemns and may expect a shock. It is so much easier for the average person to have fear than faith. So faith is an effort of the will. No man gives to himself but himself, and no man takes away from himself but himself. Chapter 9. Perfect Self-Expression or the Divine Design There is, for each man, perfect self-expression. There is a place which he is to fill and no one else can fill. Something which he is to do, which no one else can do. It is his destiny. This achievement is held, a perfect idea in divine mind, awaiting man's recognition. As the imaginary faculty is the creative faculty, it is necessary for man to see the idea before it can manifest. So man's highest demand is for the divine design of his life. He may not have the faintest conception of what it is, for there is possibly some marvelous talent hidden deep within him. His demands should be, Infinite Spirit, open the way for the divine design of my life to manifest. Let the genius within me now be released. Let me see clearly the perfect plan. The perfect plan includes health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression. This is the square of life, which brings perfect happiness. The perfect plan includes health, wealth, love, and the perfect self-expression. This is the square of life, which brings 
perfect happiness. Perfect self-expression will never be labored, but of such absorbing interest that it will seem almost like play. The student knows also, as man comes into the world financed by God, the supply needed for his perfect self-expression will be at hand. Demand definite leads, and the way will be made easy and successful. One should not visualize or force a mental picture. When he demands the divine design to come into his conscious mind, he will receive flashes of inspiration and begin to see himself making some great accomplishment. This is the picture or idea he must hold without wavering. The thing man seeks is seeking him. The telephone was seeking Bell. So man must be careful that his is not the wicked and slothful servant who buried his talent. There is a terrible penalty to be paid for not using one's ability. There is a terrible penalty to be paid for not using one's ability. Often fear stands between man and his perfect self-expression. Stage fright has hampered many a genius. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. When man is fearless, he is finished. Man can only vanish fear by walking up to the thing he is afraid of. Man should receive gracefully the bread returning to him upon the water. Freely ye has given, freely ye shall receive. There is always a perfect balance of giving and receiving, and though man should give without thinking of returns, he violates law if he does not accept the returns which comes to him. For all gifts are from God. For all gifts are from God, man being merely the channel. A thought of lack should never be held over the giver. Where there is an effect, there is always a cause. There is no such thing as chance. Man's freedom comes through fulfilling his destiny, bringing into manifestation the divine design of his life. And chapter 10, Denials and Affirmations. Those shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. All the good that is to be made manifest in man's life is already accomplished fact in divine mind, and it is released through man's recognition or spoken word. So he must be careful to decree that only the divine idea be made manifest. For often he decrees through his ideal words, failure or misfortune. For often he decrees through his ideal words, failure or misfortune. It is impossible for man to release more than he thinks is possible. For one is bound by the limited expectancies of the subconscious. He must enlarge his expectancies in order to receive in a large way. Man so often limits himself in his demands. Wealth is a matter of consciousness. Wealth is a matter of consciousness. Every man has within himself a gold nugget. It is his consciousness of gold, of opulence, which brings riches into his life. In making his demands, man begins at his journey's end, that he he declares he has already received. Before ye call, I shall answer. Before ye call, I shall answer. Continually affirming establishes the belief in the subconscious. Believe that with God all things are possible. The power of the subconscious when directed in faith. Two attitudes of mind cause loss depreciation or fear of loss, which makes a picture of loss in the subconscious. I am asked so often the difference between visualizing and visioning. Visualize in is a mental process governed by the reasoning or the conscious mind. Visioning 
is a spiritual process governed by intuition or the subconscious mind. The student should train his mind to receive these flashes of inspiration and work out the divine pictures through definite leads. God's plan for each man transcends the limitation of the reasoning mind and is always a square of life containing health, wealth, love, and the perfect self-expression. Many a man is building for himself in imagination a bungalow when he should be building a palace. Whatsoever ye ask the Father in the name, he will give it to you. Man should make an art of thinking. The master thinker is an artist and is careful to paint only the divine designs upon the canvas of his mind. All power is given men through right thinking to bring his heaven upon earth and this is the goal of the game of life. The simple rules are fearless, faith, non-resistance and love. And that's a wrap on this classic book, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scoville Shin. Subscribe to our channel for future summaries and check out our website bestbookbits.com for the written summary and more. To buy the book, use the website store where you'll find this book and hundreds more to browse and purchase. Thanks for watching and I hope you learned a thing or two. Have yourself an amazing day.